D&D After Dark is a Dungeons & Dragons podcast starring three semi-professional actors and full-time parents. Previously on Dark Was the Night. October the 3rd introduced a world changed. Jules Walker awoke, secure in the fact that they had twisted fate, made her way to the room of Carl's Patrick where she discovered him completely unresponsive. Luckily, a knock at the door introduced a new player, Dr. Mickey Johansson, who had recognized the status of Carl, that he had come as close as one can come to going over the edge and being able to come back. Among the new characters, we were introduced to Major Armstrong, a man who lived up to his name, dispatched by the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn. Together, they took Carl to the headquarters country estate, uh, a secure location where he might be able to heal in solitude and in safety. However, Mickey did realize that the chances of Carl coming to before Thursday, Jules' hearing, would be slim indeed. With Major Armstrong giving them some privacy, Mickey Johansson and Carl Patrick engaged in a conversation of eldritch mind connection, where Carl imparted that the manuscript was needed. Mickey assented to this undertaking, and they were able to sever the connection before the deep leviathan being residing with Patrick reached out. Jules was able to save Dr. Mickey Johansson as the tendrilled shadow wormed its way back into Carl's mouth. As Jules, Major Armstrong, and Dr. Johansson made their way back to Soho, they were able to persuade young Butterfingers not to engage in a suicide solo mission to take down the String King, but rather to help them seek out Josiah Crane, a man who knows how to find things. Now please sit back and enjoy this episode of Dark Was the Night. three in the afternoon on October the 3rd. We pull this omniscient eye away from 17 Shaftesbury, away from the blossoming male relationship of Armstrong and Butterfingers, hard at work. We pull away from Jules and Dr. Johansson, seeking through the periodicals for the sign of Josiah Crane. And instead, we go back Primrose Hill? Gosh, you'd think the DM would yep. remember these things. <laughs> Primrose Hill, excellent. We shift through the Gothic gateway, go past the well-dressed, well-mannered, and subtle staffing of this gargantuan estate, and we slip into a bedroom where a mustachioed man, catatonic, in his hell of his own making, sits, hmm, lays silently and quite alone. Patrick. The 
horrible taste of that slimy shadow warming its way back down your esophagus. Had you any gag reflex at this moment, it nope. would certainly be tickled. But as it is, you are quite unresponsive. Instead, you focus on pulling yourself away from the present sights, the sounds, the smells of this pristine manor room, until you at last find yourself once again in your mind's palace, a dark, monochromatic reflection of your study, with the only color glow coming from the flickering flame in the fireplace. You take seat in your armchair. It's cozy, but not so cozy as to encourage slothful behavior. <laughs> An exact replica of your armchair solidifies out of shadows across from you. And you hear pacing behind you as the emaciated, sallowed form of your reflection, the figure that this entity has decided to present itself for the time being, walks past you and sits in the chair across from you, all chained between staring at the flames and looking at you out of the corner of their eye. I don't like you bring in other people into our business. Our business. <clears throat> it seems to me that if our business is of such grand import as you make it, then all means should be at our disposal. You see the figure recline in their chair, a contemplative look washing over his features. For a brief moment, you have a moment of egoism of, do I really look that ridiculous when I'm contemplating mm -hmm. something? And then you decide it must just be a, a trick of the light and the more gaunt features. Surely you look more reserved and regal than that. I can see the wisdom in using a tool. However, it is the unwise craftsman who uses a hammer when a knife is needed. You, truth seeker, don't know how to recognize your tools yet. So, this begs the question, are you going to learn yourself, or am I going to have to hold your hand through this whole process? I have a quick study, when I know what it is I'm studying for. I cannot prepare tools for a project that I do not know 
the end result. Can't make bricks without clay. Is exactly. it? Exactly. <laughs> you see the figure lean forward and just kind of start rocking back and forth, patting his legs. His head wobbles back and forth as if he's having an internal debate with himself before he stands up slapping down the non-existent dust after all as there is no actual skin flakes in this part of your mind how on earth could there be actual dust but it is besides the point he stands up and he goes it occurs to me you might actually be onto something there but the rules of the game limit how much direct help I can give. You've been granted many, many gifts, Carl Patrick. He's almost disgust in his voice as he says that. And yet, for all your gifts, the truth eludes. So, while I cannot lead the horse to water, I can at least point him towards the river. If you are resolute, I suggest we wander this way. And he stands up, the chair vanishing back into misty shadow. He starts to take a few steps towards the fireplace, stops, and looks at you and looks at your chair and looks back at you. I'm going to stand and attempt to whisk my chair away. Ooh, okay. I like it. Um, so, Carl, as it stands, I believe your sanity is in the single digits? It's doubles. Doubles? But 16. 16? Okay, gotcha. Um, by the way, Huge news, y'all. I think I recovered some from some drugs. You did. Um, from the morphine. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> the original incarnation of occult checks was not religion, but arcana. <laughs> I was re-listening to our old episodes the other day. Oh. I don't know when the transition occurred. It, it doesn't affect me. Yep. Um, it actually might... <laughs> work out even better for I mean, you. my religion and my arcana, I think, are exactly the same. So it Perfect. Really Great. But that, it made sense because we exist in a world where arcana would not be yep. resolute. So, I will attempt That's to so now funny. shift back to the original ruling. So, Mr. Patrick, I want you to make an occult check, which, as it stands now, you get to add not three, not four, but you may add five to this check. Oh, buddy! You whisk your hand in the same manner that the Leviathan did, only to hear a sharp (laughs) and you look behind you and see the chair has twisted on itself, the wooden legs snapping off a a spray of splinters as it just kind of topples over. Um, And there's just kind of silence before you hear a little... (laughs) 
was cute. Don't worry, you'll get there. Um, he does look happy though that you chose to stand and that you even chose to try and do what you did. He puts his hands into the fire of the fireplace. And rather than the smell of roasted flesh, the flames go from their natural orange-reddish flickering glow to instead a very familiar shade of green. The figure slowly begins to push the bricks further and further away, straightening his back and stretching his arms as the fireplace goes from typical dimensions to instead one oddly reminiscent of a door. Green flames grow with it. The figure looks at the flames and looks at you. And he goes, I am distinctly unwelcome. And you, well, <laughs> you'll find part of the truth through there. But don't worry. If you end up falling, well, it's a bit of a fixer-upper, but I can, I can work with this. As he looks around your mind palace. That's not disturbing. Um, <clears throat> so Carl, who um, up to this point in the conversation has been uh, <clears throat> definitely approaching this as if I'm talking to a psychopath who is armed and dangerous so I'm you know if you're getting into it going on this is a bit scary of like oh, wait what <laughs> I don't know <laughs> uh, alright is it um, a bit scary in regards to the implication of going through the flame, or scary the of... The implications of if I fall, then he is going to somehow take over me and, like, replace me. That That's the implication that Carl's taking from this, of, like, uh, okay. And uh, your demonomania would definitely play yeah, into this. Yeah, that's, that's big, that, you know, is this a demon? Um, which feeds into, you know the whole thing, so I guess I'm potentially being influenced or courted by demons now. Okay. Um, I'm gonna walk in. It's surprisingly cold. You expected a degree of discomfort from the flames, but not cold. That's <laughs> forgive the pun but rather chilling <laughs> as you cross the threshold you are buffeted on all sides by an intense vortex of, of wind it howls in your ears swirls of black clouds of smoke of fog completely obscure your vision and not but the howling is able to give you any kind of direction. There are fell voices on the wind. Screams. Maniacal, painful, fearful, 
Give me a quick history check. 18. 18? You recognize some of these scripts. Some of them are the curses of men who you've sent to the gallows. One distinctly you recognize as a scream of rage of your father. One was a pained scream of a woman that you were able to help using your medical training. And one was a scream that you had blocked out of your memory, but had seen recently on the train ride to Greenwich when you had revisited the hamlet of your own home. Your mother. At last, your footfall. That was some good ambiance right there. Your footfall sinks into a squelch. You have to physically grab onto your leg and lift foot after foot to keep from sinking into this miasmatic mud-like substance that is still without visual cue as to where you are. And the smell hits. Stale, sitting water. Rotten leaves, mildew, mold, all caress your senses. Sounds of nature begin to fill your ears before, at last, you feel your foot snag on something. Give me a dexterity saving throw. Uh, Fifteen. Fifteen? That is more than sufficient. Oh, no, sorry. Twelve. Twelve? That is still more than sufficient. Uh, Rather than face plant into this mud, you stumble out of a riverbank. To the left... A river feeds down into more and more of a bog-like area. To the right, you see healthy trees in a distant glade. Verdant green, befitting more of spring than of early autumn. The cold is gone. And as you look behind you, where once this impenetral fog was, is now merely... A rushing riverbank. Fairly wide. Not quite so wide as the Thames. Thames. But still definitely more than a babbling brook. Seems to run more towards the west. Yes, more towards the west. You are in an odd juncture of a forest and a bog. On a perfectly temperate area. And upon walking, 
clean air unlike anything you have ever smelled. Wherever you are is untouched by the influence of man. Sir, give me a survival trick. Seven. Seven? Okay, give me a perception check. Eighteen. Eighteen? Okay. Where you are sitting in this riverbank, as I said before, you do see that flowing towards the west, it gets a little bit more bog-like. But then even beyond the bog, you see what could be the beginnings of either a lake or some other large body of water. To the north and to the east, you see the forested area, as I said, and also uh, what begins as an incline. And finally, uh, to the northwest, north by northwest, you see the faintest fog outline of a substantial stone it's either a structure or an, or an arrangement of some like a like a mountainous range. It's either a, a wall or a very interesting natural formation of rocks. With as low as you rolled on the survival check, you do not know which area would glean the most information. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to the fog. Um, I'm going to find the answers instinctively. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go where people would be mm-hmm. um, even if the bog might have more answers for my friend in my study because he seems to be a little more boggy, boggy. <laughs> but he's not welcome maybe so I'm going to head to this, the foggy area okay so towards the kind of the, the north, northwest to the faint foggy structure <laughs> okay um so as I said, survival check would have granted you uh, the best means of discerning a path. Um, go ahead and roll a d4 for me. Three. Three. You are wandering in this direction for about three hours or so. And just when you think that you start to get closer to the edge of this force in the bog-like area, you get turned around in the fog somehow... You keep looking to the sun to help you maintain direction. You think, okay, if I'm keeping, <laughs> if I'm thinking, taking into account the time of year and the direction of the sun and the, the rough time in the afternoon, and then I should, I should be able to be heading resolutely in this direction. But then the path will will dip into a ravine of sorts, or or the uh, a branch of the river will be in your way, not suddenly, but will come about and you'd have to take a detour and you have to take a, a left and then, a, and then a right and then another left and somehow you seem no closer at this point in time I want you to give me another perception check uh, that's 20 dirty dirty 20 excellent nope that is far too... Militant. This will work. As you continue this foray, 
you do all of a sudden sense that you're being watched. And it is not a comforting feeling in this vast wilderness. In fact, uh, it's downright disconcerting, one might say. Now, sir, as you rolled a dirty 20 on this perception, this creature does not get a surprise attack. There's a light rustling in the bushes. Beautiful. About uh, three meters to your right. And then a guy named Russell pops in. Oh my god. Hey, Russell. <laughs> you, you having fun? Uh-huh. I'm done. Good, good. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to trying to open up this... There we go. Excellent. Um, <laughs> I was trying to open up this map and I accidentally clicked out of it. You have just a moment as you see two large purplish-black shoulders kind of jostling through the branches of the for- branches of the bush. Your brief moment goes to one of the stories that your hunting companion used to tell you about his forays into Africa, about how he always could tell when a giant jungle cat was about to strike. You hit the dirt as a massive beast, almost the size of a horse, leaps right over your head where it had been not a moment before. Uh, claws that could encompass the head, your own head in each individual one, uh, scouring through the air. Uh, a musty scent of bloodlust and uh, rage whatever those smell like, uh, pass through the air as you continue to scramble through the grass trying to get away from this massive beast. As it lands about uh, two yards away from you, it rears about and you see not one, not two, but three prehensile tails wiggling behind this panther-esque creature. Um... With minor horror, you do see that the tails each begin to open up a little bit, revealing rows of teeth and a singular eye, purple with slit pupil, uh, as a, a second beast all of a sudden appears out of nowhere, directly next to you. It starts to try and claw towards you. What do you do? Uh, I'm going to um, reach for a revolver. It is there. Okay, I'm going to shoot this thing. Okay, which one? The thing that's next to me. Okay, uh, go ahead and give me an attack roll. 17. 17? <laughs> Goes right through it. Oh. And as you see the claw come down, it goes right through you. Okay. Yeah. No need to make for you to make an intelligence check. That's... So, my multi-attack, I'm going to... And shoot at the thing over there. Okay, great. Give me another attack roll. Billion. So okay. 26. A 26? Definitely hits. Roll damage. That's an 8. 8? Okay. Um, it impacts on, it, on one of its haunches, and it 
looks down <laughs> before it turns its head back towards you. Uh, interesting. You do see a little bit of a kind of a dark blackish purple liquid okay. leaking out of the gunshot wound. I'm going to attempt to use some arcane eldritch uh, energy to uh, ward off this creature and I'm just going to um, uh, glare it with my eye Mm -hmm. and and say you really don't want to do this. I'm going to cast that. Great. What do I need to roll? When it uh, tries to attack me, it has to do a wisdom 14. Okay, um, I want you to roll a d20. Nat 20. Nat 20, okay. Perfect. Nothing happens. Uh, Aside from, you know, your spell. Um, It just starts to kind of circle around you a little bit. Um, You see, once again, another prehensile tail eye looks to your left and... (laughs) I've seen this trick before. I'm just going to look at it. Okay. Its eyes narrow at you. And he goes, What are you doing outside of your cage? I'm going to say, Looking for answers. Do you have them? You see it kind of pull its head back and kind of sit back on its haunches a little bit before it licks its shoulder a little bit. (laughs) Who are you? I'm gonna put my gun back. I'm gonna do the whole, like, you know, gun here, one hand here type thing. And I'm gonna go... I'm the truth seeker, and I'm no doctor, but I can help with your shoulder if that would help our interactions. It backs away from you. It then looks beyond you, deeper into the bushes. Give me another perception check. 17. 17? That is sufficient. Woo! You look behind you. And Emily, would you describe your character for us, please? Yeah. Um, so what you see coming towards you is a... <laughs> ...woman. Um, she is... Uh, has... What you can see of her hair is blonde. It seems to be in some kind of updo. Um, and then concealed under a, a large top hat, um, which has seen better days. Um, however, she's clad in a very nice blue, whatever we mean, Victoria, Victorian <laughs> gown. You know, kind of day dress, like a woman would be wearing on the street, but like... A more well-to-do woman like it's a nice it's a nice blue dress um, and she has um, uh, black black boots like you'd see any woman on the streets of London wearing um, for just coming through the 
bushes and being in this strange place, like her outfit is impeccable. It's really, really, really nice. Um, <laughs> except for the hat, which is a little bit ratty and tatty. Um, she is uh, about five foot four, um, which I think is taller than Jules. Uh, Jules is five two. I yeah, think Jules is, what you is pretty short. Um, she uh, has and blue probably eyes. with the boots, it's probably even a little. Unless you're including the boots in the, in the no, 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 no. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, let's see, anything else of note? Oh, she has a cloak. Mm-hmm. Fur cloak on? Yeah. Not fur? Yeah, fur cloak on. And it would look very similar to the coloration of the beast directly in front of you. Uh, yes. Um, anyway, so she comes walking <laughs> towards you. Is he one of yours? Um, just coming for it. Hold on. I only just got here. Uh, hello. Curious. Um, who are you? I... <laughs> your your name? Isn't it the polite thing to ask people their names? I think it's polite to ask people their names. What is your name? Well, this is... I'm sorry. <clears throat> Are we introducing ourselves? I was just f- fighting for my life and then conversing with Well, he panther. asked you if you were someone like me, and I, and I don't know, so I'm trying to find out. The answer will determine your fate. And it seems that the proper thing is to usually start with one's name as opposed to one's species. Uh, you are human, are you not? You look human. But I know things here can can be deceiving. <laughs> oh, how rude. Oh, you should start with your name. That, that was silly. I'm so sorry. My name is Alice. And, and this here um, is Cheshire. So what is your name? Have I read this? Uh, well, give me a history check. I'm just wondering if this is out. This is a book, yes. There's a reason I wore a blue dress this evening. Fifteen. Fifteen? Yeah. You read it. It was poppycock weird. nonsense. Weird. Yep. You also remember what you were tasked with. Yeah. Okay. Alice. Cool. Yeah, I, I just that. wanted. I just wanted to make sure that. Yeah, I remember that she was part of the uh, hermetic order of the Golden Dawn. That whole thing that they put me on. That's good to know. I'm going to say, Alice. Yes. I go, Alice. Thank you, Alice. He goes to his mind palace. He's in his mind palace Uh, within his mind palace. (laughs) It's like Inception. Yeah, I'm going to say, um, uh, Alice. Yes. Alice Little. Yes. Fortuitous. Uh, I've. Should I be concerned that he knows my whole name? Well, I've been sent um, by the Hermetic Order of the Golden Dawn to look for you. Well, that was not what I was expecting you to say at all. Well, that's. So then you're from London? Uh, Soho, to be exact, but yes. Ah, we're eating him or no? I think not. What? I think, I think not. Very well. 
Uh, and the other cat vanishes. If you're from the order, oh. Oh, did they send you to find me? How long have I been gone? Have I been gone a long time? I forget. Um, How long have I been here this time? A couple weeks. Yeah. Weeks? Oh, good heavens. I think I was supposed to meet someone for tea. Alice. You know, I just forget things. It's true, and I'm sure I'm much better company. Well, no one can disagree with that. And a big, unnatural grin comes on this cat's face. I don't mean to presume, but... Is this Wonderland or Underland? Oh. Or neither? Oh, you've read, you've read Mr. Carroll's book. Books. Yeah. You read at least one. Yep. That's lovely. Uh, mm, they are somewhat. Forward for it. So, they are somewhat sort of based on on this place. This is um, actually. So we're in the Dreamlands right now. Okay. Uh, this is actually the Dreamlands. Um, I have been to the Underland, um, and it was just kind of a it's sort of a miscommunication that it got called Wonderland. But I think it worked lovely for the for the novel version of my adventures. I must say I don't care for my portrayal in them, but well, that was a mistake on my part for reading it to you, wasn't it? I just said that if he was still alive and around, you could perhaps put in for an edit. Don't want children thinking that they should be seeking out Underland. I don't think that's quite the point of the book. Never mind. Mm. What are you doing here? Because, uh, to be quite honest, and, and I should always, always be honest, I think I'm the only person who's ever actually physically been here before from our world and she's going to come and poke you and you do seem to be physically here mm-hmm. he was going to eat yeah. you interestingly enough as you poke on him he does feel like he's there for the initial pressure uh-huh. but then your <clears throat> finger just kind of sinks in just a little bit as no, you're in the middle of saying that's new I'm not so you're actually... here but you're not here no I'm not here. I'm instead in a bed um, in the countryside. <clears throat> He's a dreamer, but you're dreaming. But but you're here. But how is that possible? It shouldn't be. Well, it's the same way this is possible. I'm going to reach out and I'm going to uh, heal the wound that I gave the Cheshire Cat if I can. Okay. Um... Having witnessed Alice basically put her finger slightly through you, Cheshire is curious. So as you reach your hand out, he'll so just kind of... Gonna... He'll just let you. Okay. I don't know if I'm going to do anything. It's five points off of the... Oh, perfect. So three. Two. Gotcha. Um, <gasps> Curiouser and curiouser. Well, we'll have to figure out why it is that you're here. Um, and get you back. Oh, and then I've got to go back, I suppose, if they sent someone to look for me. That's quite the trip, Alice. No. Let's see. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. First things first, as they say. Someone says it, I'm sure. <sighs> Sorry, I do have this dreadful habit of talking to myself. I hope it doesn't confuse you too much. No, I have a dreadful habit of listening, so... 
Go right ahead. You will learn to differentiate when she is speaking to you and when she's speaking to herself. I find it endearing personally. Well, thank you, Jessica. <laughs> I find you endearing. Oh, stop it. Um, I don't like the water. Shall we seek higher ground? Well, certainly. Excellent. Follow me, I suppose. Oh! Don't eat anything without asking first. Wouldn't dream of it. Um, So Cheshire begins to take the lead, so to speak. And as you are walking further away from the uh, fog crest line and instead making your way more due north out of the bog and the forest starts to become a little more diminished, a little more sparse. sparse. Um, and you see something that is very commonplace in the dreamlands. Mm-hmm. Not so much underland, but in the dreamlands most definitely. And you see something that is quite alarming. As you are moving past a slight opening, a glade, you do see a small shadowed figure. It's as if someone had begun outlining, sketching what a little boy was supposed to look like. And then just smeared ink all over it. And you see this little boy figure holding a black rod aloft and attacking these other vicious outlines of shadow all around him. But he seems to be laughing. You would recognize that as a dreamer and how most dreamers appear in dreamland, completely unaware of the surrounding landscape, rather locked in their own fantasies. And as you pass this little scene, you see another where this one is clearly a, an older woman and she is being gently pursued by a, another blackened figure who is muted, but you hear these kind of muffled speech as if someone is underwater. Oh, oh no, oh yes! <laughs> and you see <laughs> the two shadows coalesce and begin <laughs> kind of slurping each other. Smearing, exactly. They are smearing each other. Um, are, are we heading toward the forest? Uh, you're heading more north out of the forest, mm-hmm. and you're getting to the point now where the fog is starting to be less, and you see that as you kind of leave behind the thickest part of the forest, you see a great mountain range stretching to the north, and sure enough, it was a large serpentine patterned wall, patterned in its construction, mm-hmm. not in its appearance. It's a dragonfly, dragonfly, no, it's not. Um, but they are mammoth bricks that have been laid far larger than any of the bricks of the pyramids and the wall stands higher than 
even the the fabled Great Wall of China, of which you have seen pictures and and read pieces, but this wall surpasses all of those. Um, you would know that the area that you have entered is uh, the Gardens of Yin, near the Golden Valley, which is where you had entered uh, from Underland. <sighs> oh, the sun is nice here. I think I'll take a cat's nap. Carl's just glad to be out of the forest. He doesn't particularly enjoy plants recently. Very fair. Or mud. <laughs> yeah, being dirty and plants and being possessed by demons is a wonderful day. Why don't you give me a quick insight check there, Alice? Okay. Uh, that would be an 18. You see, Carl is... Is that thunder? It is. Weird. You see Carl is looking down at his boots and his pants that are caked in the the mud of the bog of the uh, River of Losses. And um, he looks almost afraid of this filth. Okay. It's hard for me to look at. Like I look down and now I'm, now I'm like purposely not looking at it. <laughs> the idea of having to clean that off is oh. really gross. He looks distressed. I should probably. I should. Are you. Are you alright? I'm fine. Um, I, I think the sooner I get answers, the sooner. Are, are you worried about your forward. boots? And the, it, it can be quite messy to come through. I can take care of that if you'd like. I wouldn't. Won't, won't take a moment. Press the digitation. Clean. <laughs> That's nice. She <laughs> waves her hand towards your boots. Your boots have never looked better. They really haven't. Even when you bought them, they did not look this good. Better. Uh, when? How? Much better. Yes. Um. Oh, I forgot to say her age. That was the thing that I kept trying to remember. Right? She appears to be late twenties. Okay. Um. Uh, is Alice? Is this? Um. Oh, Miss Little. Forgive me. Uh, I mean, look where we are. You can call me Alice. Miss Little. Um, <laughs> is that? Some... Hang on. You still haven't told me your name. I am the truth seeker, and I don't know if... Uh, what kind of a name is that? That sounds more like a riddle. It's a title. Um, All right, then, Mr. Truth Seeker. That's fair enough. Doesn't seem fair at all. What nonsense is that? What kind of a name? And your mother, so you come out of out of her, and she said, he looks like a truth seeker. I think not. Clearly you haven't met my mother. Alice looks thoroughly unimpressed. <laughs> uh, Miss uh, Little, is that piece of uh, magic something you learned here, or is that something... Oh yes, I can't do that in London. Fair enough. Is everything fair to you? No. 
You seem to use that word a lot. It's because I know a lot of things. So is it irony then? Knowing lots of things means you would know how unfair things are, so you say that's fair, knowing the irony that it's not. You've hit it right on the head, Miss Little. Yes, that piece of magic I learned here. Or on the internet. One of the two. Um, before I get lost down that rabbit hole, <laughs> and I... <laughs> that uh, is... Not, yes. Never mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking for answers. Uh, Hence the seeker part of the Mr. Truth Seeker. Yes, well done. Um, I don't know if you're the right person to talk to. Is there some Mad Hatter or, or Queen or chessboard that I need to speak with to find if you want answers? Answers. I would not recommend speaking to any of those uh, beings. Uh, are any of them still around? Um, so part of the reason why you have been so fixated on remaining in Underland and exploring the Dreamlands for now is because the beings that at least used to be fairly friendly have been more sinister as of late. Um, the Red Queen, you were able to thoroughly banish from Underland, and she's either dead or somewhere in the dreamlands but the dreamlands are vast so Mm -hmm. yes so the hatter's still around I just have his hat you have his hat because uh, it was bequeathed to you before he started going cuckoo more so yeah right well more evilly cuckoo exactly Mercury does that (laughs) Mercury's in Mercury um uh, if you're seeking answers None of those uh, beings would be particularly helpful. Uh, I don't know if how, how well you read the book, but they were not particularly helpful then either. Although fun, fun. Um, I never, I never do get tea when I see the Hatter. But anyway, it's it's neither here nor there. Um, I don't know if I have any answers for you, but I can certainly uh, show you around, and we can and we can try to figure out what we can figure out. Um, it is all a bit perplexing you see. Uh, and um, I, I will tell you, unfortunately, that uh, the Dreamland and Underland are, are both a bit um, unsafe, uh, or more unsafe than they once were. Um, you know, when, when I was here as a child, uh, I was able to navigate quite safely. I think if I came here as a child now, I would have died a grisly death. So, I'm not sure why that is. In fact, that's why I've been here for so long. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. Well, I suppose we can... That was a long-winded answer. Sorry, I don't, I don't get out much these that's days. Right. I suppose we can um, multitask while we're uh, going wherever it is we're going. Um, Where am I taking him? To the Underland? Um, so, you have been in the Dreamlands... Uh, trying to find an answer, and there is one area that Cheshire had told you that might hold a lot of answers, um, but the road is 
particularly dangerous, and uh, with just you and Cheshire, he was nervous that that path might be impassable. Okay. Kadath. The mountain of Kadath. Were you um, in Essex before you uh, found yourself or worked your way here? Yes. It was. Well, that's some good information. Smash packed. That's good intel. Um, any particular reason you uh, came here? Oh. Here meaning the dreamland, or here just in general? How about any particular reason you left London uh, in general? Um, because we oh, needed her help. First it was the Tweedles, then it was the March Hare, then the poor Hatter. Really, it's... Everyone? Yes. But, but not you. Well, I'm a little different from everyone else from Underland. I really should actually be staying here. Did someone come get me, or did they just... Did it, it was in a dream. In a dream. Okay. Yes, they. Um, I was. I was called to come and assist uh, because things are not well. There is one place in particular that I'm trying to get to. Mm. Well, you said that it would be un- it would be unsafe for just you and I, but now we have someone else who had a a gun, so that he, we and he healed you, so he's he's, he's got some surprises. And I'm, you know, lying in a bed far away from here. And so I've, I've got lots of time on my hand to find answers and, you know. That is actually not a bad idea, Alice. We can always... He always says that, so surprised. I do have good ideas. I have never said otherwise. And I give very good advice. I just don't often follow it. Um, the Cheshire Cat, uh, the ears kind of fold back a little bit, and, uh, he gives you a very dry look, um, before looking back at Alice, and once again, the big grin comes back. Yes, um, very well. We should seek out the fortress of Kadath on that mountain. And as the Cheshire Cat looks past and beyond, well beyond this mountain range, what you initially had taken to just be the shadow of night encroaching, you look closer and closer, and it is a mountain that rivals anything you've ever seen in the Himalayas. It is larger than you thought a mountain has any right to be. How can the world even manage to stay balanced? How does the whole world not shift by the sheer weight that that mountain must have? That is how large it is. Larger than anything you could conceive. So yes. There. The 
great ones are kept there. And I really should be staying here to make sure they are not getting out. But they've been there for so long and I got bored. And then it wasn't that long ago by my standards that a little girl stumbled into where she didn't belong. I do a lot of that. Yes. I came fairly close to eating her that first time, but she's just so... <laughs> and aren't you ever so glad you didn't? Very much so. But yes, the prison would be a good place to start for answers. Quick question before we begin. All right. How are you... Are you a rational person? Are you... This can be a lot to, to take and a lot to swallow. Um, how would you say you are uh, mentally stable? No. Oh. Well, good. We're all mad here. People who are sane do not last long. Is she wearing you? Uh, past me, yes. One of my nine. Yes, what number are you on now? I don't really know, and that's a cause for mild concern. Well, I really don't want to be present again when you pass, so just let's not do that. No, of course, of course. It's not fun, but this is nice. Yes, no, no. Bast did grant me nine, so... Nine over the course of a few thousand... I think I at least have two or three left, so should be good. Hmm. Uh, you may roll a uh, either a religion or history. It's just eight. Eight? Nope. The name Bast means nothing to you. Stupid Carl. It's <laughs> a lot to take in. Exactly. Um. That being said, beyond that little lead flinger of yours, uh, how how reliable are you? It's a bit forward of questions. Yeah, I, I just want to know how effective a distraction he'll be. You can count on me, kitty. Ray, are we climbing this mountain? You and me? Are you staying here? Is that what you're planning? No. You said that you need to stay here. No, here as in I should be in dreamland at all times. Is that dreamland? We are in the dreamlands. What he means is, you know, I was in Underland and that's where he met me because he was bored. It's true. So, oops. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? <sighs> Very well. Hold on, I can sketch this well, out I know, again. I know, I know what one could do when one is bored. That's oddly comforting. Um, hold on. Oh, wait, that's why I can do this. Uh, you see all three of the tendrils come out. Um, and the first one that comes up is a normal-looking forest and a very 
resplendent country home. Alice, you recognize it as your old family home, mm -hmm. based on your descriptions. This idyllic little slice of heaven would be your world. The, the physical plane. My home from thousands of years past, but I had other duties to attend to. This... And you see a reflection of the idyllic forest and the country home. Only this image of it, this mirror image, fluctuates between looking pristine and almost Disney cartoon-esque with its vibrant colors to mottled yellow, rotten, desecrated. Very similar to how you had perceived London mm -hmm. in the vision. Yeah. That would be Underland. It is the reflection of your home and it's uh, prone to change some good some bad and here and the final pops up and it is a uh, a diorama of sorts and I will actually show you this both of you this very briefly you would have seen this before but this is the general makeup of the Dreamlands. Um, this being Kadath, and roughly here is where y'all are. Um, I mean, finally, uh, the Cheshire Cat goes, And here is the Dreamlands, often unreachable, save for those who are dreaming. And even then, they are often locked in their own fantasies, hardly ever able to traverse its physical form, save for Alice, myself, the denizens, and of course, the warden. But yes. Warden? Yes. That sounds like someone I should speak with. Well... If he's doing his job, he'll be up there. And if he's not doing his job, well, that would explain quite a bit, to be honest. Do you get it now, cheeky monkey? <laughs> Thank you. And uh, the three, uh, three images vanish back into the tails. I think that gets better and better. Well, every time I do so, your feedback has always been instrumental to my improvement. An artist must perfect his craft. And I've been wasting much of my time doing absolutely nothing, so this is quite exciting. Quite something. <laughs> Just nuzzling up against you. More like nuzzling almost knocking you over, because Cheshire is... Big. I'm big. used to it, though. Yep. Got all my weight on the left foot. <laughs> uh, Cheshire, are you, um... You did call him Cheeky Monkey. 
Why are we not on a nickname base yet? What am I supposed to call you? Seeky? You can call me a cheeky monkey, so I'm figure. Or you could just tell us what name your mother gave you. Because it wasn't Truth Seeker. You're right. Um, are you... You're not the warden, but you're watching over the great ones, the elder ones, the... Ah. Or that. Don't, don't say that. The elder ones? Right, just checking. Legit made me jump Roosevelt Bishop. You're welcome. What do you... Cheshire's eyes narrow, and the cat begins to approach you once again. He gets right up in front of you and... say the warden is definitely not doing his job. That sounded awfully judgmental, Alice. You should be kinder to people. I would agree with you on that regards. Not being nicer, being judgmental. Oh. Should we walk and talk, or are we just... uh... I suppose we should begin to make our way, but you will be walking in front of me. Someone always walking in front of another, depending on the perspective. Give me a weird persuasion roll. We're in the dreamlands. Insane remarks like that might actually hold. Eight. Wow. Jason died. Jason died to the rescue. That actually makes sense. Walk where you will. I have an eye on you. And one of the tails. I was going to say, can't you have an eye on him no matter where he is? <laughs> exactly. Um, get on, Alice. All right. I'm going to start climbing on Alice. <laughs> Seriously? I'm going to make as if I'm going to. Oh, okay. One of the tails will try to come between the two of you. I meant get on me, comma, Alice. <laughs> If you would speak with punctuation, make things much easier. I am happy to give you a piggyback, but I do not think we will get very far that way. Oh, I thought it was a strange request, but this is a mad place. I'm going to climb on Cheshire. <laughs> very well. Try to keep up. And uh, Cheshire begins to kind of bound. I know as I made galloping sounds, mm-hmm. but it, it's more of a... Uh, it is very difficult to keep up. However... You do find that in your focusing on Cheshire, you are less like you're walking and really more like you're gliding, gliding in place. And as you look down, you see that your legs 
are moving so fast and trying to keep up that they're really just kind of taking on this gelatinous blob-like motion that is defying the physics and your bone and musculature. It's allowing you to just kind of roll along the countryside like BB-8. A little bit. Um, Think Michael Jordan in Looney Tune Land Mm -hmm. in Space Jam. That is how your body is responding to the physics in the Dreamlands and in your current form. Um, Alice, in your mind, you do hear keep a close eye on him. Do not be afraid to use your prize from the Jabberwocky. I really don't think that will be necessary. He seems quite nice. If, you know, for being a truth seeker, he really doesn't like to tell the truth. My thoughts exactly. But I can appreciate someone keeping something close to the chest. After all, in in the Order, we don't just tell anyone everything because who, who would believe it? So I, I have to believe that he... It's going to be helpful. If he was sent by the Order, you should see if he knows Britain. She might be able to tell us more about what's happening over there than this supposed seeker. Yes, I would have thought that if they'd sent someone, they might have sent her, but she's getting on in years. Um, So, you traverse rapidly through the Gardens of Yin until you begin to reach the Thibet's mountains. And why don't you go ahead and roll me a d6, Alice. Roll a d6. Four. Four? Okay. You traverse like this for another four hours, and Carl, Ooh. go ahead and give me a constitution uh, saving throw. Sixteen. Beautiful. You are able to keep pace with essentially a large jungle cat. And that is mind-blowing to you. You proud of yourself for that? Not particularly. Okay, good. Um, (laughs) As you uh, begin to reach a mountain plateau, um, Cheshire stops right in his tracks and he goes... We will sleep here tonight. Easily defensible. And the bright eye will dip soon. I'd rather not hunt in the dark. Sounds good. Yes? Yes. Excellent. And we'll have all the time in the world to wait for... How did he keep up? As Patrick... (laughs) (laughs) To the top of the mountain plateau. Not the mountain of Cardath, obviously, but... uh, Cardath, I should say. Oh, you are quite mad. Always drink tea. I do try. I'm never really fond of it myself. Anyway... You watch over her. And in your head you hear, I do need to grab a bite to eat, but I will not be far. Send up a bright light if he makes any funny business. 
All right. Take care. You as well. All three tendrils looking at you. I'm watching you. All right. <laughs> he like backwards crawls away. Yeah. I'm sad. Down the mountain, I'm backwards. Listeners can't see that. <laughs> um, you must smell incredibly bad. I suppose I do. I mean, because of that response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carl, why don't you walk not just the players, but also the listeners through what on earth is going through Carl Pat? You're f- so funny. You started actually walking. <laughs> Talk us through what is going through Carl's mind throughout all of this. I mean, Car- Carl's getting relatively numb to these odd things happening as, you know, he was just sitting in his study staring at himself and the fireplace opened up. He, this has been an interesting two weeks. Um, <clears throat> things that at first he was like, this is all just so silly, are like, sure, that's, why not? That could happen too. Uh, basically his hold on what he thought was reality has been questioned ever since the dream walk with Britain. So, while he's here, he's um, trying to figure out who to ask about um, the game, which you just lost, listener. Oh! Lame. Um, And so he's trying to figure it out. What game? The game that uh, that I'm a part of, that that oh, 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 metaphor. Not even the metaphor, like the straight up game. Like it's not a metaphor. I'm, I'm a, I'm a piece Aww. in this game, and I don't know what the strategies are and how to win. That's right. So uh, that's why the warden sounds like someone to talk to. Um, and uh, you know, he's, he's trying he, right now in his maddened state. He's he's wondering how far to push Cheshire. For information, um, he doesn't see Alice as uh, either. I mean, he, he's he's like, great, Alice is here. That makes you know my job easier in general. But he doesn't see her as like the one to push and get that info from. That's where. Okay. Cool. Carl's. Um, you are alone on the mountaintop with this um, strange man. Uh, you feel a little cold. Um, and almost in response to your desire, as is the way in Dreamland occasionally, just a little pit begins to form naturally in the mountain plateau before <laughs> flame erupts from it. Lovely. Have some biscuits. No. No biscuits. There's one kind of biscuit that the Hatter was particularly fond of, and there were a, a kind of buttered biscuit. That... Never mind. I suppose I don't really want to talk about that. Alice, 
Did you think about leaving a note before you came here? Oh, I did. I did. I, I completely meant to leave a note, but you see, I forgot. It's a good thing you've got friends in high places. Well, I fully intend to come back home eventually, don't I? I didn't know that. And neither did your friends. Well, what do they think has happened to me? They don't think anything. They think you've disappeared. Oh. Well, That's why they hired me. Yes, I suppose I did disappear, didn't I? Yes. Oh, you were hired? Well, not necessarily, but yes. I am being paid, so I suppose yes. Oh, does that mean you're a policeman? No. Mr. Constable Truth Seeker? Just Seeker, it's fine. Constable Seeker? I don't like that. Constable Constable? I mean, no, not a constable. Oh. So, if you are hired to find a missing person, but you're not a constable... Are you a detective? Well done. I should hire you to be in my team. <laughs> You've put it all together, haven't you? Sorry, I got distracted thinking about biscuits again. Mm. See, I have this recipe, but I forgot. What were we talking about? I don't remember. I think it was biscuits. Oh, yes. So there are these butter biscuits. Just gonna talk about them for several Beautiful. minutes. Beautiful. Um, <laughs> um, Jesus Christ, guys! Uh, I really love this plot. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. I'm I'm thoroughly I'm thoroughly in love with it. Um, it's been probably about fifteen minutes um, since Cheshire has gone hunting, but that's a perfectly normal amount. Honestly, Cheshire often takes upwards of an hour mm -hmm. to procure dinner because also Cheshire no longer brings dinner back to eat in front of you. Mm -hmm. You didn't say anything the first couple of times because you figured it would be impolite, but table manners was never really Cheshire's strong shoot. Mm -hmm. Shoot. Shoot. Strong shoot. Strong, strong shoot. shoot. Um, and uh, <laughs> the one time it made you physically ill, um, Cheshire realized, oh, we should probably be a little bit more considerate. So now eats well away from you. Um, at this point in time, the sun has indeed gone down and stars begin to erupt in the sky. Mm. And I say that both figuratively and literally. This is a, always a novel sight for you mm -hmm. because it's even the sky in Underland reflects our own it doesn't it's rather stationary with the exception of you know changing with the seasons but this the stars in dreamlands are different every night they are billions upon trillions of years old and yet only their life is over in a second until it is born anew there's a constant sea of supernovas black holes shooting stars growing stars it's beautiful. Carl, it makes you feel, of all things, 
homesick. Just this deep, innate longing as you look up at the ever-shifting stars. Weird. Like, homesick for... Um, Scotland? Scot- like, material plane Scotland, or homesick for something this is reminding me of? Well, me an insight. Thirteen. Thirteen? Your knee-jerk reaction is to think Scotland, of course. But as you're looking up, typically any kind of homesickness is normally hand-in-hand with a fond memory of you and your mother. No such memories come bitten. This longing is deeper than that. At this point in time, as you are looking up at the swirling, cascading stars, you fondly see the, a collection of clouds hugging the piercing mountain of Kadath. You just kind of follow your trail of sight further down and down. Give me a perception check. <laughs> perception. Ooh, eight. Eight? Correct. You see clouds. Okay. Yep. Cool. Carl, what are you doing? Sitting next to the fire, looking up at the stars. Probably thinking about my biscuits. Um, they bring all the boys to the yard. I'm like, they're better than yours. <laughs> um, I'm going to turn to Alice and go, do you ever feel like your home isn't your home? Oh yes, all the time. Mm. Of course, I've had so many homes. Not like that. Well, like what then? Like you're living somewhere you don't belong. Or like you remember feeling at home somewhere, but you can't remember where. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think you've hit the nail on the head, haven't you? Oh yes, I think I think we all feel that. It was uh, Mrs. Britton once who helped you really solidify that emotion. Because she was one of the first people, aside from Mr. Carroll, who just truly believed you. And it made that whole feeling real. I find, to me, that feeling has sort of become home. And no matter where I am, or who I'm with, or what world I happen to be traversing, if I can feel that, then I can feel that I'm at home. Brings quite a bit of comfort, really. And these stars, well, we can call them stars, they 
They evoke that, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Alice, I have just remembered one of your feats. Uh, you are incapable of being surprised. Proud foots. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! That's right. <laughs> so as you and Carl look up don't at worry, the stars... Don't worry, I would have reminded you when you tried to surprise good. me. As you and Carl look up at the stars once again, Alice, you all of a sudden notice that one of the clouds that had been hugging the mountainside is getting lower and lower and seems to be drifting directly towards your little makeshift campsite. So sometimes I have this wonderful feeling of home and sometimes I get this horrible feeling that we're about to be attacked in which I am having that feeling right now. I would pull out your weapons <laughs> if you have them right at this moment. As she is saying that, Patrick, <laughs> you see this cloud has begun to completely obscure the line, your direct line of sight with the rest of the stars. <laughs> Jean jacket. Nope. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Okay, I got Watch it. I got Okay, great. Um, and as you lose sight of the stars and consequently kind of broken from the spell of longing, you just have a moment of, uh, before two tentacles filled with eyes <laughs> and begin to emerge towards the, uh, the cloud, shooting downwards in almost a spear-like fashion. Alice... Yeah, I've fought one of these before. Uh, give me a history check. Okay. Ooh, that's a nine. You haven't fought one of these before, but you're pretty sure you know exactly what it wants. And you just kind of calmly grab onto Carl's shoulder and lean back as the two tentacles <laughs> impale directly where you've been sitting. Not dynamic inquirers, but Carl and Alice roll for initiative. Ooh. And we're going to take a quick break. And we begin. Uh, as I've said before, you have just dodged the tentacles, and consequently, Alice, your Underlandian alertness gives you the edge, and uh, we are starting with you. Okay, well, I'm going to see that thing, and I'm going to be like, just... Kill it as fast as possible. <laughs> so I'm going to go ahead and right out the gate cast Fireball at 5th level. Oh my! Okie day. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, what's my... the sky where it is. Makes sense. What's the uh, save? Uh, dex, 15, and don't I have a thing that... Did you take that metamagic feat to impose disadvantage? Be under features and traits near the bottom. Or you could just go down to actions and scroll down to where your sorcery points are. Um, Actually, I can also look up because I have it right here. Um, you took twinned, transmuted, and quickened. So you did not take no. the disadvantage one. So it's just going to be a straight roll. That's fine. And uh, what's your DC? Hold on. Isn't there something about my winter thing? Uh, that's when you use your face step. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry, ask, ask that question again. What's your DC? 
Fifteen. Fifteen? Okay, gotcha. So it only gets a plus one. Uh, that's going to be a fail. Full damage. That's such great news. Okay. Um, so that's going to be 10d6. Jesus Christ! Cheese and crackers. Oh. It won't let me roll that. Okay, I need some d6s because it won't let me do it on here. How many do you need? I have one. How many do you need? Um, I can pull out some more. Hey, how many do you need? Uh, I don't know yet. So I have three. I need ten total. So four. that's so four. That's so if you get one more, then you can just roll them twice. Oh, come on. I think it is too big to roll in your box. <laughs> I'm gonna be stacked on you. Okay. Oh, I'm seeing two ones to begin. Well, there are three, three ones. ones. But I also have uh, some fives and sixes, so that's good. So that's 10, good. 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31. Fire damage. 31 points of fire damage. Very nice. Uh, it does not have resistance to that, so. That's gonna, that's gonna hurt it. Uh, so, um, all three of my ones came from the fireball dice. I feel Alice, a little betrayed. Alice, walk yeah. us through thematically your your spell casting and what it looks like. Um. Oh, and now that you have cast that spell, um, yeah. roll a d twenty for me. Okay. Sorry. Searching in your little dice pouch. Well, I wanted to get that one. Okay, I'm rolling a d20. Yep. Ten. Ten? Okay. So, uh, ten and above. So you're good. Um, go ahead and walk us through how this looks. Um, uh, okay, so Alice's magic looks very Tim Burton. I love it. Um, so it's very colorful, but the colors are wacky. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fireball kind of comes out, um, shooting out almost like, uh, how do I, it's like, a melted frosting. <laughs> I can kind of see that. So it like, it's like there's some sort of like almost magma-esque core to the fireball, except yeah. it's like, and it doesn't it's look like, like magma, it just looks like. like a Tim Burton purple. I love it. I absolutely adore it. Are you uh, spinning this? Are you throwing this? What are you, what are you doing? Um, well, so I have my Arcane Focus, mm-hmm. right? Which I forgot about until just now. So I'll tell you what it is. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is in my next turn. Um, so I think uh, I hold that in front of me and I blow on it. Oh, it's a teacup. It's a teacup. <gasps> oh, I adore it. So I, I sip for my teacup and... Spit out fire. Yeah! I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I knew something would come to As the uh, fire sloughs on past the tentacles, hitting the, the main body of the cloud, the uh, sheer heat of your fireball sizzles the, the rest of the cloud steam away, revealing the creature in its entirety. Um, this, uh, for those of you who are Lovecraftian nerds, this is a friend Billyock. Um, 
and what you see is that this uh, grotesque body is uh, absolutely covered with undulating uh, fleshy folds with numerous tentacles continuously sprouting out, uh, bone shards and eyes continuously sprouting over, and uh, and one large um, cephalopod maw with rows of teeth make up the main uh, body of the corpus. Um, the tentacles retract out of the ground uh, with a horrible trilling sound. I, I can't even recreate it through mortal beings, but they'd be like, <laughs> except much more piercing. That was, that was, that was the most decent. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, Alice, uh, you have a bonus action and you have movement. It's true, I do. Um, okay, so my fave thing. So, Carl, you saw this woman just. Take a sip out of a teacup and <laughs> full on Fire Lord Ozai. Just Ooh. okay. I'm just checking my my winter thing because yep. that's where it is. Uh, yeah, I will call it up for you as well. Okay, cool. Um, I will go ahead and uh, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna do my face step. Okay. And teleport. I just want to get further away from it. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna go back that way. Great. Thirty feet. Um, oh, on the rock? No, just like. You gotta go up high to go there. Yeah, like there. Okay. Um, <laughs> diagonal. Um, and then it has to make a wisdom saving throw or be frightened of me. Okay. Um, you use your face. Uh, so the Thamring says uh, that you can see within five feet of you. Oh, you're right. It wasn't within five feet. Never mind. Yeah. But I still am glad I did that. Yep. No, totally. Great. Um, looks like you got three face steps left. Uh, fantastic. Um, okay, uh, shouting anything to Carl as you're doing this? Yeah, I say. Oh, you technically still have your movement as well. That was your bonus action. Oh, and I probably have 30 feet of movement. I'm just going to run there. Okay. Since I can't use the winter thing. Great. Um, we will. I appreciate that. Sorry, literally created this character earlier today. Yep. Um, and I'm going to say... Uh, don't stay in range. <laughs> um, speaking of, uh, it uh, will start to um, descend fully out of the cloud, uh, landing directly in front of you, Carl. Um, and as it hits the ground, you see more of these loathsome limbs emerging from it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> sorry. This, as it comes up next to you, you see dripping off of each of the teeth that of the numerous mouths, uh, the limbs and the smashed remains of more of those shadowed people. You get the sense that um, it's been consuming uh, dreamers. Ooh. And what that means for the waking world, who knows? Certainly not you in this moment. Um... So as it uh, does so, we move through the space when it creeps the first time on the turn, enters creature space when it's moving, creature must move. Okay, um, it used all 40 feet of its movement to get down to the ground, so that's not going to happen at this point in time. And it is going to, two of these limbs are going to lash out at you, Carl. The first uh, is a 27 to hit. Yep. Oh, gross. Um, and the second. Oh, wait, was my range on silver barks? I think you are within range. Silver bar! 
Excellent. Where is that on my reactions? Let me find it. Where is it? I so can't it'd be find under spe- it'd be under spells. Uh, if you go, it's under spells under. Yeah, but shouldn't it also be under reactions? It is. I'm looking at it right now. It just doesn't have the. There little, it is. There it is. It just doesn't have the little box. Okay. Um. So that's a first level spell. Oh, it just has to re-roll though, and I bet its thing is outrageous. I will say I rolled a nineteen. But if you so. Your call. I mean, sure. Let's go for it. Let's okay. do it. I got it. Let's use it. Great. Um, I'm going to try to help you out. What does Silvery Barbs look like to you? Um, I really just imagine it as like a, a long tendril, like silver tendril with barbs on it. I love it. Just <laughs> jabbing at it as yeah. the tentacle comes down. There we go. Ah! Uh, oh, I rolled the exact same thing. Oh! oh I'm so sorry. That's okay. Um, so it's going to be still the first hit. And then the second one... Uh, is going to be a dirty 20. Um, so uh, both will hit, unfortunately. Dang it. Um, uh, don't forget you have a mage armor. Thank you. Um, I'm just doing everything I can to help you, because as we said, she just made this character today. Um, okay, Carl. So that's going to be... So that's going to be uh, 18 points of damage for the first... Oh, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It's been a while since we did this. So... What's your AC? 16. 16. What's your dex modifier? Four. Uh, Carl? Those two hurt. Uh, getting smacked back to back, um, you uh, you went from being perfectly healthy to uh, give me a quick medicine check with advantage. Um, thirty? No, okay. Um, yeah. Is it over fifty-two? Okay, thirty-two. Holy. What's your medicine? Is it, was it? No, wait. I can't count. 8 plus 6 is... 8 plus 6 is 14. Okay, move it. So just 24? Okay, it's 24. My brain. 18 plus 6. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's a bit of a difference, but it's totally fine. Um, uh, you get the sense, uh, even as your form offers slightly... Uh, more resistance than a shadow would. Um, you have lost about half your vitality from those two blows. Uh, you feel a strange detachment. Um, and you're just looking down and you're seeing these kind of globulous holes in your form and a very faint green flame within that is puckering around the edges. Um, and that is its turn. Carl, it is now your turn, and you may start by rolling a uh, d8. Ooh, and at four. D- Sorry, no, I said five. So a d8 at five. Okay. Ten. And that, that's, I, that, that is total great. You see the hole close up a little bit. Nice. That's nice. Um, first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to look down at my bony ring and I'm going to go, uh, let's get out of range. And I'm going to 
Great. Missed my way uh, 30 feet away. Okay. I'd like to get away from her to spread it out. Up over here. Right there. Perfect. And then I'm going to unload my gun. Love it. This is plus four to each of these. Okay, so. Are you uh, fanning the hammer? Yeah. <laughs> nice. So, these ones are my low ones, so I'm betting seven doesn't hit. Uh, seven does not hit. No. Okay, does a nine hit? Nine also does not hit. Does no. a ten hit? Ten also doesn't hit. Oh, eleven. Oh my gosh! Eleven also doesn't hit. That's fine. That's okay. Um, because I got a natural 20 and a 19 on the other ones. So Ooh, yeah, yeah, those, so, uh, I think this is the first time you fanned the hammer. Uh, it might be. Well, I thought, no, you I did it once before. Oh, did you? Okay, well, it's been a while, so. Yeah. So I got a 19 and 20. Um. You gotta pump us a smite into that, oh, I'm pumping smite. <laughs> yeah, you are, boy. On the 20, we're gonna go, are we doing, well, I think you oh, can do that with his gun, I can do it with, like, Are we, are we doing brutals? Nice. Of course we're doing brutals. Okay. So, that's going to be... Um, uh, you should re-roll one of those, um, because with Silvery Barbs, even if it fails, you get to give them advantage. Oh yeah, that's right! Re-roll one of the ones you fail. Uh, 13. <laughs> 13 misses. Alright. It's okay. okay. Thank you for it, remembering that. Not a problem. It rolled, one, it rolled one past another 20. Oh! Um, okay. So, let me just make sure I do this right. That's 2d8 plus a d8 for every level I go higher. So that's 2, 5d8. So it's going to be <laughs> 8 times 5 is 40, plus 10 is 50, oh my plus gosh. 4. So that's uh, 54 points of damage on mm-hmm. that, plus whatever I roll mm-hmm. on those 5d8s. Do I need to roll? Yes, you okay. don't need to roll. Just want to. I was just going to say. Sure. Glad you didn't use that. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I fan the hammer, so I could pop that. Four. So it's monsters like this, so five. I just pound them with your Five D8 and a D10. There we go. So it's 54. Mm-hmm. That's going to be uh, 60. Uh, 72, 77, and uh, oh that's, that's uh, oh, 83. 83 points of damage on my first actual strike. Uh, Carl Patrick, how do you want to do this? That is so much damage. <laughs> <laughs> it? it is. It's like, miss, 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 miss. <laughs> <laughs> um, Walk us through the smite. Okay, so the smite is the real. The smite's the fun one. Uh, so, is, is this is my smite connected to my eldritch? One hundred percent. Okay, cool. So, um, here's what's gonna happen. The the nineteen. I'm gonna the night. The one that was a nineteen is going to. Uh, strike first uh-huh. in it, 
And then the 20 is going to, uh, as, as it leaves the chamber, and I know that that last one hit, this one goes, and the bullet um, is enveloped in that green energy, and it swirls, and it, it expands with this, like, uh, it's almost mirroring it with its tentacles as it, yeah. as instead of tentacles flailing behind it, the tentacles are reaching out I love and it. the tentacles reach into the hole where the first one was and then just, just, oh, just it blooms. It, it, it blooms out and then the bullet comes in and, and striking the, the first bullet just sparks and <laughs> like explodes and the tentacles strike out and like just crunch uh, whatever crush it is. Crush yeah. on the outside, yeah. That is absolutely beautiful. As you do so, and basically bisect it. Reducing bullets? Am I reducing real bullets, or is this magical bullets? Uh, real bullets. Okay. You're just covering your bullets with magical mumbo-jumbo. Um, yeah, I think he means because he's greeny. Right. Yeah. So it's just... Oh. Don't take off your real bullets. Okay. Thank you for that clarification. Yep. I thought he meant in general. No, I was wondering if I needed to subtract yeah. them. Uh, Bonus holy, action, holy action. Cats. Um, movement. Let's go another third. Yep, yeah, because I will say that after your tendrils have finished tearing up the mm-hmm. creature's main body, you do see that from the lumps of flesh that have been absolutely dissected and thrown apart, there's still some pulsing and twitching in a couple of the lumps. Tell me about this. Um, so that is rough terrain to get over it. So it would be like about five feet up. Okay, so five, ten, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five. I can make it here. I don't think I can get up there. I'll tell you what, give me an athletics check or acrobatics. Anyways. It's not a big climb, so athletics. Acrobatics. Sixteen. You're up there. I'm just going to run up to the the closest ledge that's furthest away from these writhing monstrosities. Alice, as you have just witnessed this bullet just... Between your superpowered fireball and then whatever that was, um, you've never seen something that horrifyingly large reduced so quickly. And as you are feeling this moment of pride... I do also want you to go ahead and give me a quick history check. Okie dokie. Seven. Okay. I will simply say that the shade of green resonates in you. Mm, okay. There it goes. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, um, do I know anything about these two pulsing forms? Um, so because you didn't know what the main body of it was... I mean, you, said, you said I had never fought it, but I knew of that. True, true. Okay, very true. Um, well, so what are, you, what are you asking? Do I know what the two pulsing things are? Uh, you do know that sometimes these kinds of weird, formless creatures, um, destroying their main body is a great way of crippling them, but uh, sometimes the vestiges of their consciousness gotcha. still remain. Not as dangerous as the main body, but still dangerous in their own right. Okay. Okay. My turn? Uh, not quite. Okay. They are 
Didn't expect them to come into the initiative quite so soon, but uh-huh. they are <laughs> they are here now. Um, it hurt me. Yes, it did. Um, so they're going to use half their movement to get up. They rolled poopily, and they are one right after the other. Um, so let's see, so that's... <laughs> and then they're able to go 510. 510. <laughs> that's good. Um, and so let's see... What's the range on that? 30 feet? 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Okay, one can't do anything. But the other one, uh, you see uh, its top start to kind of like break apart a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you see a a tentacle coming out of the broken part. And there's a hole in the tentacle where you see this kind of sharpened tongue just start to drool out. Think of like the alien face tongue inside of the Ridley sure. Scott aliens. Sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it <laughs> shoots towards you. 30 foot? 30 feet. Tongue lashing. Yeah. Yep. Um, and let's see. So you need to give me a DC 12 dexterity saving throw. Mm, all right. Natural 20. Beautiful. As the, uh, <laughs> beautiful, as it lashes towards you, um, a flash, the vorpal blade comes out and just cuts off the tip of the tongue before it can get to you. For the record, if I give a natural 20 with the vorpal blade. I'm aware, I'm aware, this wasn't a tactical. I know. That was a flavor. I know. I see what you were going for. I was for, very excited no. about I it. I know you are very excited about it. Um, Okay, that's all they can do for their turn. Okay. Now it is your turn, Alex. Okay, well, so then I'm going to fireball them right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> so then I can ball them <laughs> Okay, what do they need to do? I'll just do fourth level, though. I don't want to use both of my fifth levels. Oh, oh, just fourth level? Yeah, it's okay. 96, you know. Uh, so they got to do dex 15. Dex 15? Okay, and they it's a straight roll. So the first one fails. Second one fails. They both fail. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, I'm not seeing any ones. Uh, I'm not seeing that? any ones at all. That's the yeah, six. That's six. Great. Six. Oh, yay. <laughs> 14, 18. Oh, nice. Uh, Okay, 18, sorry. Uh, 22, 24, 5, 26, 17, 19, 30, 35. 35? Okay, gotcha. They both take 35. Yes, they, I, oh, believe it or not, I get the point. <laughs> Split between Both of them. Uh, one gets 34 and the other gets The eye of one has boiled to the part where it just pops. Ugh, um and the other one is uh, multiple of its tentacles are on fire, and they're just once again just screeching, but a little higher pitched. Oh, sorry. And I wanted to use um, quick install on that. Okay, so it's a bonus action. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, um, so let's see. So for fourth level. So for fourth level spell, let me just quickly read how many sorcery points that would do uh, for quickened. Uh, you spend two sorcery points to change the cast. Okay, so so you have uh, eight sorcery points left. Where are my sorcery points? 
Uh, they are under actions. Yep, they're under actions. You have eight left. I just don't see them. Oh, there they are. Oh, okay. I was looking for Adam. Okay. So I have. Yeah, when you when you get more than five, they switch over to a number out of the box. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh, unless you click on it, then the boxes are there. Okay. All right. Cool. So now that I've done that, I'm going to run up to that guy. Because they're both still standing, yes? Right. Okay. Yep. So, uh, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. Cool. Um, and I'm going to attack it with my Vorpal Blade for my action. Great. Vorpal Dorpal. Vorpal Dorpal. Another sip of the teacup. It's not a natural funny, yeah. unfortunately. Was it close? It's 17. So oh. it's 22. To hit. Uh, yeah, 22 hits. Cool. Cool. Um, so that'll be, uh, 1d6 plus 5. That's a big change from the 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9 slashing damage. Okay. Still alive. And then I'm going to face step. You can't. Oh, I can't? Because you just used your bonus action to cast Oh, because that's a bonus action. That's fine. Um, okay. So then, um... Uh, do I take it an attack of opportunity, or do I just? Skip? You've also yeah. used thirty foot feet of movement to get. Oh, I thought I had five more steps. Like I'll just and they, I'm just <laughs> Should oh. I move? No, it's the... it's it was because of the rep trade. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Okay, fantastic. Um, Alice, uh, describe to us what the vorpal blade looks like. Um, it's a big shiny sword. Cool. I'm not going to take too long on that. Yeah. It's a big shiny sword. Carl, um, why don't you just give me a quick either perception or investigation? Um, perception, 26. Okay. This sword that Alice just whipped out and used to slice at one of these uh, remaining vestiges, uh, it... Share her form is so lot is is not it's not like Jules like there's not a lot of strength in her frame, um, whereas Jules is like corded muscle that is taught Alice's a woman of mobility, and yet with just a single swipe, she cleanly cuts one of the tentacles with nearly any effort. You have never seen a blade quite this well made or shiny. Um, okay, cool. Uh, and it is actually your turn, Carl, because they are lower on the initiative order than Carl. Um, let's see if I can shoot that one. Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> well, I, I can hit it, that's for sure. So that's a, uh, 17 plus. Yeah, yep, 17 plus hits. Okay. Ah. Uh, I remember when I had this huge scary encounter planned, and then you guys... Two shot the big monster, and then you fireball because they were in perfect clump, and it's like, yeah, nope, that's that's about right. Tentacle smite. I was just sad because fireball is so cliche, but I've only played like two characters that. And you're doing it in such a great way, though, with the teacups. And the pinky is up. The pinky has to be up. Has to be up. Twenty. Five points of damage. Uh, so as, as, as the tentacle, as the tentacle smite once again. Great, Alice. 
Um, as you are standing there, all of a sudden... And I'm like, should I move? Oh, exactly. (laughs) Just... (laughs) Blows it, and unlike the other monster, there is nothing left. Fabulous. Like, the green flames of the tentacles just absolute immolate. Cheshire's gonna come back and we're just gonna be surrounded by burning tentacles. Uh, it's funny that you say that. Um, <laughs> because Cheshire literally was that next Cheshire? to... Oh, this is who I grabbed for Cheshire. Oh, I thought that was supposed to be my hound of Elman. That's fine. You no, that for Cheshire. Yeah, that was Cheshire. I'm not done yet, but yes. I know. Yep. Cheshire's um, starting to climb up the mountain. Please hit it. 14 plus 8. Yeah, that hits. That's the good part. You guys are about to take a long rest. I know, so we use all the stuff. The the smite says when you hit. So I'm like, sweet. Yeah, no, that's that's how smite works. So we go. There's one thing I've learned. Use it. Okay, we go. That was a seven. Okay. Okay, 16, 26, 27, 31. 31 points of damage. After my 30 and, and, and how does that, how does the, how does the, the, the smite work again? Just um, one more time, just for poops and giggles. If we were to do this in slow motion, um, as the Hold hit, up, I can change the music to slow motion music. Is this the end? Uh, yeah. No, that's not it. The hammer strikes. And uh, the tentacles burst out of the um, the bullet head barrel okay. of the gun and um, streak towards my towards my target, trailing the bullet behind um, as it, it like stretches out as they just are reaching and streaking and squiggling. It's like it's like mm-hmm. like those awful icky feely tentacles that are just going fast almost like a face hugger yeah awfully um and keep coming back to uh, alien though one's heavily inspired by hp lovecraft hardcore and as they uh as this one reaches there wasn't any hole for it to to go into (laughs) first there wasn't any hole for it to go it found one it finds one so (laughs) so the, the tentacles instead um uh they they search the whole they, they're like they, they search the whole thing and drag the bullet to the right spot oh. and the bullet like arcs from where it was and just like kind of like the jelly that oh, i yeah. was like just whips into the right spot Whip. and it with it it was aiming straight on mm-hmm. but the the impact and then the explosion out comes from the side <laughs> so you're like, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alice, give me a dexterity saving throw. As the bullet comes streaking through your face. <laughs> no! Ah, five. A five points uh, by my own baton. No, no, no bullet. Don't worry. Um, but as you're standing there with the vorpal blade aloft, you're <laughs> and then you were in the splash zone. So that's Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, huh. Carl. Huh. Um, I'm going to have you roll 
one d20 for all those smites, and I'm going to have you roll another d20 for your second fireball. Ten. <laughs> Nine. Nine? Roll a d100 for me, please. Woo! I'm going to turn blue. <laughs> it's a 38. Do I turn into a potted plant? I turn into a potted plant! Different, different, oh. different wild search. Oh my gosh, that was so 38? Funny. 38, is that what you said? 38. terrified of plants. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I think I'm here. Go ahead and uh, just roll uh, a d4 for me, please. Oh, yeah, that's a plant. It's a one. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, what did you do to me? <laughs> I didn't do anything. What did I do to me? Luckily, it's just going to be for one day, so that's good. Um, great. So, uh, we're officially out of combat. Oh, great. Um, and just in time, uh, you start to see uh, the claws of Cheshire crawling up the mountainside. And as you press the digitation, um, you look around, and there's really not a whole lot of it left. Like, oh, between great. your firewall and his eldritch tentacle nonsense, there's very little left of this creature. Um, as Carl begins to make his way... I mean, you mean, oh, I mean, he probably saw like, a few explosions. Exactly. Yeah, he said send up a light, and by gosh, by golly... I sure did. did. You sure did. Um, as Carl steps into the light, uh, you turn to face him, most likely to compliment him on a, a shot well done, and... My inside out. No, not quite that bad. Uh, you kind of have to do your best to school your features. Because his features in particular are dripping off. Mm -hmm. Like his nose is just starting to melt off his face like, like wax. And you see his lips starting to do the same, as well as his ears. Eyes are still perfectly intact. Carl, you don't feel any different. Okay. Yep, so. I can still hear? You can still hear. Okay. Yep. Things are sounding a little muffled. Right. But, so. Um. <laughs> do I know that sometimes weird things happen to you when you do Very magic? So. Okay. Weird stuff has happened to you. Right. Many a has time. Has this one happened to me? Uh, give me a history check. Please let the answer be yes. Fifteen. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry. This Oops. one's rough. That was a rough cloud, but it's no, sorry. your um. Your lips are gone. Your, that your, was a rough one, wasn't it? Your your features are melting away. Uh, could could last for a few days. I'm sorry. You have, you do have a little pot on there. I'll pull out my little compact. Ah! Yeah, but. It was worth it. What, what I happened? <laughs> well, when you when you use magic here, um, it's a bit of a gamble. Um, sometimes strange right. things happen to you. I was once a plant. Um, <laughs> That's horrible. It, it, you know, though, I came, I came to appreciate the sun in a way that I never thought I would. Okay. And okay. Um, you are going to feel a kinship to a candle. I don't like that. <laughs> Alice, are you a... 
confusing. Are you okay? I saw the light. Oh, that was a happy coincidence. Um, we just had to, there is, it was a, and I'll explain what it was. Excellent. I'm sure he knows what it was as well. But don't worry, we took care of it. Um, he is quite the shot. Hey. His weapon. <laughs> <laughs> the facial expression right now is to die for. Um... <laughs> <laughs> my floppy nose feels some boot uh, Cheshire's uh, paw begins to come out and it looks like she wants to no, bat at no, your nose no. oh come on just a little fun There's, no he said plenty of fun yeah. fair enough well it seems that I wasn't the only one who was busy I, uh, I have a guest for the fire. Yes. Oh. Yes. And, uh, unfortunately, it does confirm our suspicions. You can come out now. And you're hilarious. <laughs> you're absolutely hilarious. No, it's another it is one. Not. It's another one, exactly. No. Um, emerging... Seemingly just from within Cheshire's shadow. Just kind of melting upwards. Standing at seven feet. Skinny. But long-limbed. A man with obsidian black skin. Burning golden eyes. And just draped lazily in almost shadow itself, like a robe billowing about him. Um, to evoke the proper imagery, think um, think Voldemort's robes when he's okay. reborn. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's wholly devoid of any kind of facial hair or hair on his head. No eyebrows, no eyelashes, just barely human, very uncanny valley. And as he looks at each of you, rather than actual speak, speech, the sound waves as his throat moves and his mouth opens agape. It's just the undulations of sound waves that reach you. His lips do not move, and yet you hear resounding in your minds. Cheshire. You've brought mortals to our home. Yes, well, I figured they should meet the one who is supposed to be watching them. Warden. I got bored. You would not hold that against me, would you? And there's almost a playful narrowing of the eyes. And each of Cheshire's tails just kind of droop a little bit. And Cheshire goes, I was charged by my creator. You answer to someone else. Your failing is not my own. No, I suppose not. But 
it was a proximate cause. Since I was not there and neither were you, one or two slipped out. Hello, Alice Madero, child of madness. Hello. Are you the warden? I am. No, that is merely my title. It is rude to only introduce yourself with but a title. You may call me Nyarlathep. 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 That is quite the mouthful. Do you have a nickname? The Warden. I'll work on it. Nyarlathep. Nyarlathotep. 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 I'll work on it. You're doing very well. Thank you. His eyes look to you, and they narrow more until you start to see the pupils literally flickering. One kind of lazily drifts into the lower left. Uh, section of his eye, whereas the other one is spinning like a roulette wheel. Until finally both the pupils come back. You are concealed from my vision. Who are you? I'm not actually here, so that would probably be why. But you're sort of here. And yet dreamers and walkers are known to me. You are both, but neither. Who are you? Um. You see, we are fond of that question here. I met this caterpillar once. Well, never, I won't get into it. I am the... Truthseeker. His hand, almost as large as Cheshire's paw, starts to reach out towards you. Do you move? Not yet. Okay. He goes to put his hand on the side of your sagging, melting face. And yet the moment your skin makes even the slightest contact with his. Green flames erupt around his hand. <laughs> he clenches his fist to smother the flame. <laughs> he looks up to the stars. So it is at last that time. How interesting. So perhaps my sleep was planned. <laughs> Soon the warden I shall be no more. Truth seeker. 
what truth do you seek today? I come as a piece in the game, but I do not know which game it is we play. His eyes, and your passive insight picks up on this, do turn sympathetic at that. And he goes, it can be very frustrating to not know one's place, nor one's powers. No. In the game of chess, one knows how pieces move and in which way they affect victory. You won't be the warden soon. You're going to be the herald. The herald of what? Of a great change. So perhaps instead of... Is that a great change as in a big change, or a great change as in yay? This is great. Yes. Perhaps chess was the wrong game. I suppose that's good news, because see, there have been changes happening in, in Dreamland and Underland, and they have not been so... Yay. Yes, two escaped before their time was made. You've encountered one of them. Do you know their name? They haven't told me yet. I think I know the other one. Maybe. Lodon. Kill him. I think. <laughs> A great one is not so easily conquered. The other one. I sense its echo around you, but you yourself were never touched by it. But you did witness it. Yes, it does seem Lathorthath is up to his own mischief. This Nahorhath. Point to Cheshire. They say I've um, touched, I've been touched by the uh, elder ones, the old ones. Is this Nahorhath the the Leviathan, the the great one who sleeps beneath the water and? A mass of dark shadow tentacles and visions. Are you a man of God, truth seeker? I try to be. When others invoke his name with disrespect, when others twist and bastardize, 
prayer that you hold sacred? Does it not inflame your heart with rage? I then be very careful how you refer to the Elder Ones in my presence. Forgive me. As I said, I do not know the rules of this game. Understood. Is this Elder One, Nahorhath, the one I am? Nahorhath is but a great one. Ill-named, in my opinion, the Great Ones. The gods of the earth of the first men. I keep them here. But perhaps it is simply better that I show you. I extend to you the offer of hospitality, of safe passage to my home. Yes, please. That is where we were headed, so I appreciate the offer, and we shall gladly take it. Easier than climbing. Excellent. He opens up his robe, and from the solar plexus below is just a writhing mass of shadow, bone, tentacle, mucus, Embrace me, and we will be there in but a moment. Wouldn't be the strangest thing I've done. As you see. Um, Carl, do you hang back? Oh, oh. go for it. Excellent. His two unnaturally long arms, and as the skin makes contact with us, um, you do feel that the skin looks like a human skin, but it doesn't feel like it. Mm. It feels slimy and unnatural. Like the underside of an eel. And as you are sucked into him, his arm comes to you and it hesitates. I need your permission. His eyes drift up, and a smile of contentment comes across his face, and he brings you into his fold. A shadow overtakes you. It is as if you have fallen into deep, dark water. Do not stop walking, echoes. Be there. We do have a good stroll, though, up through the park at night with no light whatsoever. Here we go. Walking. And as the two of you enter this shadowed abyss with naught but a unnatural voice to be your guide, as Alice would say, curiouser. And that is where we will end tonight's session of Dark Was the Night. We hope you had a spooky good time. 
I know I did. I'm Robo. I'm Soren. And I'm Emily Zoo. And, and we're, we're going, going to Disneyland. Disneyland.